I'm going to be doing a lot of talking, but I'm going to probably be speaking, speaking in tongues a lot, not to you, but something I have to do to minister this message. All right, I'm not trying to be super spiritual, nothing like that. I'm just trying to get through the message. All right, so I'm not doing something just to do something, okay? All right, I'm doing something because I have to do something. That's how you, when you do something. You don't just do it just, to, you do it because it needs to be done. I'm talking about for me, all right? All right, now, uh, Genesis chapter number 2, verse 15 through 17 is what, is what I'm on. And the reason why I'm doing this is because uh, the, God gave me a teaching. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit. God gave me a teaching to do on the tree of knowledge because this is what Adam ate. So I want to be able to show you by him eating of the tree of knowledge, watch this, of good and evil. And like I said before, I say this all the time because I can't do it unless the spirit of God allow me to do it is to teach on the trees of the garden, uh, if he allowed me to do that somewhere. But anyway, whatever happened, it'll happen. But I'm, I'm content with what I have. But those are other areas. And see, so many times I can't do things because we're not ready for that. You know, uh, I can only do what I'm ministering to. And I think this is why God opened up Facebook and uh, people on our podcast so I'm able to get out there to people who, 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 who can understand what I'm saying. You know, uh, uh, I have to have the, the, the minds of the people who can handle what I minister on. You know, I, 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 I know who I am as a father in ministry. And I, I have to have people who draw from me. Uh, that enables me uh, t uh, to minister the word. And I hope you understand what I just said. That's why when you hear, if, if you would draw from me, you would make me better. You know, that's what, I'm, that's what happens. You make me better. You don't have to out-preach me. That's not your message. Your message is to draw from me. See, if you, if you ever learn that spirit, see, that's what happened at what pastor had people to do. Are you going to help me out? My job is not to help you out. My job is to draw from you. See, I draw from you with my faith. I draw from you, see? And I'm paying attention. I, I'm, I'm connected to you. I'm drawing from you as you minister. I'm thanking the Lord for your ministry. So I'm drawing from you. I'm not here just saying, ha, yeah, say yeah, where pastor? See, you, 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 you're trying to do what I'm doing. We're trying to do the same thing. You don't need to do that. You draw, right? All right, now I'm going to show you that in my message today, why this is so important in the spirit realm. All right. Now, so I want to go to my message today. I, my series, once again, is the tree of the tree of knowledge. Last week, uh, I did teach on uh, the first part one and part two. Can somebody tell me what last week's message was? Uh, the, the, the knowledge of sin, right? Uh, so we went through the knowledge of sin last week. I'm not going to uh, go back there because the knowledge of sin is what they knew in the Old Testament. Say that with me. The knowledge of sin is what they knew in the Old Testament. See, you don't know the knowledge of sin in the New Covenant. Because the only reason you, let, let, me show you, let me show you how they knew the knowledge of sin. Let's go to 1 John. I read 1 John. I'm giving you, I'm not giving you my subject yet. Uh, let's go to 1 John. We'll be briefly. Uh, so when I gave you 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 4, Watch what, watch what John said in 1 John 3 and verse number 4. Uh, Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. And then he said, for sin is the transgression of the law. Say that with me. Sin is the transgression of the law. Right. So you can't have transgression unless you, you can't transgress unless you have law. You, you got to, can you see that? Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans and let's, let's just walk a few of these. Uh, I really need you to keep up. When I minister on things, I'm giving you just one tape, two tapes a week. You got to eat that. You got to take it and eat it up. So it'll make you ready for this week. 
If you didn't, if you didn't uh, study last week, you're not ready for this week. And that causes you not to know what I'm saying. You know, you got to keep up. All right, now, uh, I know you think you got it when you heard it, but you didn't get it. Uh, you got to understand the word of God has to be eaten. All right, so in, in Romans chapter 3, I gave you uh, verse 19. Let's go start there, Romans 3, 19. And I said to you, I said, now, uh, are you there on the screen? I want to make sure we got the word up there. Romans 3, 19. Now, we know that whatsoever thing the law says, it says to them that are under the law. See? And it said that every mouth might be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. That's how they become guilty because they had a law. You can't be guilty if you don't have a law. All right? Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. Now, here's the verse 20. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So I talked last week on the knowledge of sin. Otherwise, in the old covenant, they had a knowledge of sin. You can't have a knowledge of sin without a law. All right, so in Romans chapter number 3 and verse number 20, by the law of the knowledge of sin. Then I went to Romans chapter 4 and verse 15. See, those are the things you need to jot down if you keep in notes. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 15, because the law worketh wrath. And the Bible says, but where no law is. See, I'm waiting for the screen. That's why I'm waiting on it. I don't want to get too far, because what I say, I want them to see it on TV. It don't do any good if I say it, they never saw it. You know what I mean? I want people to see it. It says, Romans chapter 4, verse 15, uh, because the law worketh wrath, and where no law is, there is no transgression. See, you can't transgress without a law. So that's why you get last week's tape I taught on the knowledge of sin. You see? That's what they had in the Old Testament. You don't have the knowledge of sin in the New Covenant because you don't have a law to transgress. All right? So I want to give you your teaching this week. So we're going to go to that and uh, uh, let's go do the one out of Philippians. I got several ones I can start, but let's go to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. I'm doing this out of the NLT. Philippians 3, 7. I'm going to be doing it out of the NLT uh, because I want you to, you can do it out of King James first and then we go to uh, Philippians chapter 3 out of the NLT. We're going to do it both. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 11. Now, we're going to do it out of King James and NLT. All right, we're going to wait till you get there. You know, Philippians after Ephesians. All right, Philippians chapter 3. When you get there, say amen. All right, now we're in the NLT. And the King James. So which one they have with their first? Uh, look like King, King James first? All right. You're looking, so I'm, I'm... All right. Philippians chapter 3, King James first. And we're going to look and start reading verse 7. We're going to read it out of the King James first, then the NLT. All right. Philippians chapter 3, and then verse number 7. Then we're going to give you our subject. But what things Paul's talking about? Will gain to me those I count a loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency, watch this, of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but loss. Why? That I may win Christ and be found in him, not have my own righteousness, which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10 said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I have attained to the resurrection of the dead. Now, I want to read the same thing out of the NLT because I want you to hear it. Again, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. Now, Paul is saying, once, once I thought these things were valuable. Now, he's talking about all he had learned while he was under the law. He, he thought they were valuable. He says, once I thought those things were valuable, but now I consider them, watch this, worthless. 
Now, you remember, this is a process that you have to go through to get grace. That's why I say not many people can find the grace of God. Not many people can hold on to the grace of God when they find it. God, there's not many people can be taught the new covenant. That's why when you, when you listen, most people teach from the old covenant. But you have to have the Holy Spirit, and then God is going to show you some today how to get the knowledge of God access in your life. All right? So in so Philippians chapter 3, Paul is going to explain to us how it happened. Once, he says in verse 7, I thought these things were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yet everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Or in knowing the knowledge of God's word. See? For his sake I have declared everything else. He's going to say it again. I have declared everything else, counting it all as garbage. So that I could gain Christ and become one with him. No longer, I no longer count on my own righteousness to obey in the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I was to know Christ. I want to know, say it, I want to know Christ. Right, he says, I want to know Christ, see? That's his desire. I want to know Christ and I want to experience the mighty power. Come on, say it. I want to know Christ. I want to experience his mighty power. Right. He, I want to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that, I, I, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection of the dead. So his, his desire was to know him. So I'm going to be talking about uh, the knowledge of the truth. Now, remember, last week I talked about the knowledge of sin. The knowledge of sin is to the unbe- it was to the believer in the no- old covenant. The believer in the old covenant was taught the law. So they had the knowledge of sin. You are being taught Christ in this church. And because you're being taught Christ in this church, you have the knowledge of the truth. So that's going to be the message today, the knowledge of the truth. Right? So, but we're going to give you a definition of the word knowledge. Now, I gave you some definition of the word knowledge last week, but I got one more I want to give you that's going to kind of supersede what I've already given you. It's called, the message once again is the knowledge of the truth. Now, this word knowledge I gave you is information. That's just a plain word, information. This same word is facts. The word knowledge means to come to know. You you have the knowledge so you can know. Now, when I give you my definition of the word knowledge today, you're going to realize why you're going to have to know the word uh, to be able to do it. It means to realize And number four, it's acquired through experience or education. Now, all of those words are are, are good words, but the word I want to give you today is to have sexual intimacy is the true word for knowledge. To have sexual intimacy. Is a true word for the word knowledge. Now, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the, the purpose of the mind. And I'm going to show you how knowledge works. The purpose of your mind is to give birth to God's word. Let me say it again. The purpose of your mind or your heart is to give birth to God's word. The way you live your life is dependent on what's in your heart. 
So that's why God want to make sure he fill your heart with the word. You just can't sit and listen to everything. We, we'll say, amen, amen, then we go do it. You got to understand, I'm not trying to get you to do that. I'm, I want you to just hear the word as I'm teaching you and let the spirit of the Lord lead you and guide you as you lead your daily life. Now, I, I want to say that again on the definition of knowledge. The definition of knowledge, it has to do with relationship, see? Otherwise, knowledge is to have sexual intimacy with the spirit. Now, I'm going to show you how that works. Uh, let's go to Psalms 119. Before I'm doing this before I get in my message. Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalms 119, verse 11. I just believe that God want to take us deeper into the word. But we got to know how it happens. And we got to understand when God takes you in, into the place, or into his secret place, he's taking you and that's where you're at now. Remember, you're in the spirit. And the reason you're here is spiritually is so God can put his word in your heart. Now, that's to God sexual intercourse, when he put his word in your heart. See, it's the same thing happened in a marriage when a man sperms his wife. He puts his seed in her. So that's what the spirit wants to do when you're hearing the word. That's why I keep saying, keep your mouth shut. Listen, you got to allow God to put his word in your heart. You know, you, you just can't let him rub on you. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, later, I'll come get you when you sleep. See, you got to understand if a, God is wanting to do something. When God's spirit come up on you and you feel his presence, he's he not wanting you to jump and shout. He wants you to be still so you can know he's God. He want to put his word in your heart. That's why he wastes most time Till you go to sleep at night and you can't do nothing about it. All right, now, Psalm 119 and verse 11. I think that's what I said, didn't I? Psalm 119 and verse 11. I got to get to it myself. Psalm 119 and verse number 11. Uh, I'm going to read that out of the uh, NLT and also. King James. I'm going to do King James. I think we got King James up there first on the screen. Uh, so let's do that first. But I may not need the other. Psalm 119, verse 11, out of the King James says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Say, say it with me. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And so in the King James, he says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, we're going to use that because we're going to show you that how did, how did that happen? So we know God wants to put his word in my heart. That, that's the whole thing. Because God looks not on our appearance, God looks at the heart. Why? Because we know we believe with the heart. See, we, that's, that's every, our, our belief is there. Now, when God says you believe with your heart, it means it's where the word is taken in at. You use your heart to take in the word. So it's, it's the womb. Physically, you have to see, understand sexual intercourse. You have to see that also when the word is being ministered to you, you have to take that word into your heart. Now, once that happened, it means you believed it. See, you didn't believe the word until the word entered your heart. Now, there's a scripture in Proverbs. I, I can have my wife. It's in Proverbs chapter one, I think it is. You can check this out, honey. It says, it tell you that the word entered my heart. It, it'll tell you when I when I heard the word, 
That's what happened. The word entered into my heart, into my soul. And so that's what you got to understand. That's exactly what happened to the word. Now, that's why you can't receive the word without the spirit. Because it's the spirit that received the word. Let me go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So in Psalm, Psalm said the same thing. Psalm 119 verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart. Now what is he talking about? To hide the word in the heart is to break it up in small pieces. Meditation. Alright. Now I don't know if you've ever seen a fish Sperm. I don't know if you ever seen a fish sperm. When a fish sperms, uh, he's full of eggs, and he'll go down to the, to the bottom of the waters, and he'll get in the bushes, and he'll allow his eggs to come out, and then he would move his body so they all would scatter and fall into the into the sand or weeds or something. And he's making sure that the enemy don't steal his seed. And that's what you got to understand what has to happen when you got the word. That's why meditating on the word is so important. That's why David said, that word do I meditate day and night. That's what he did that for. So he can watch over the word. Once the word come in your heart, you got to watch over your word until that word brings full fruit. The purpose of the heart, well, we know the Holy Ghost does it in the New Covenant, but the purpose of the heart is to bring forth reproduction. It is your spiritual re reproduction organ. Do everybody understand the purpose of the heart? All right. The purpose of the mind, that's the heart, is to give birth to the word. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians, let's go there in chapter 2. I'm going to read that out of NLT. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. The, the verse I'm looking for, Sister Clump, is when, that word, when the word entered into the heart, it, it, that's what it's going to say. It entered into the soul. That's the word you look for. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to go to verse 9. I'm reading this out of the NLT. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, I'm reading this out of the NLT. He's talking about the word. He's talking about how he got the word. I'm dealing with uh, Paul now. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9. That's what I'm waiting. All right, you there? That is what the scripture means when it say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. Now, he's talking about no natural mind has filtered what I'm giving to give you, what Paul received, because he's telling you how he got it. But it was to us, that God revealed these things, watch this, by his spirit. He's talking about sexual intercourse, by his spirit. For the spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. See, that's what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost searches the mind of the spirit. And he's also looking at our minds and what we are desiring from God. And what he does, he takes God's word and plug it into our minds. And so we would, there would be an infusion taking place, spiritually speaking. He said, verse 10, once again, but it was to us that God revealed these things to by his spirit. The spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secret. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. See, nobody can know your thought. That's why God is the spirit of your mind. You have the mind of Christ now. And you must be born of the spirit, and then you will have the mind of Christ. And by having the mind of Christ, now God can use your mind to receive his word. Now, you got to understand how this works, because I'm showing you Genesis chapter 2 and what happened to Eve. The day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Or the day you entertain the enemy's words, that word's going to come into your mind and kill your soul. See, every word that you receive is life or death. So when people speak to you in your life and you got different people in your life, you, you don't just turn a radio or TV on 
and listen to any pastor. You don't know who that is. You haven't proved him. You haven't proved them. You know, you're going by the spirit. They just, ha, da, da, da. They, just they can do all that, but they can turn around and be deadly as a serpent. And you end up getting that word, their word in your heart, it will kill you. So you got to understand it or it will impregnate you deadly. Let me see it that way. See, the whole purpose is God wants to use our mind to produce righteousness in the earth. The enemy wants to produce our mind to produce wickedness in our flesh. See, the things of the flesh, when they're produced, is evidence that the enemy uses your mind. See, what you have in your everyday life is evidence that the enemy is using your mind. He sows into your mind, your heart, what you're producing in your flesh realm. God is sowing into your spirit realm, into your mind, what is being produced into your spirit life. See, the fruit of the spirit is evidence you get in the word. See, you don't have the spirit, the fruit of the spirit in your life is evidence you're not getting the word. Proverbs chapter 2, what verse? In verse 10. Okay, I go to that just a moment. Hold, hold on to that. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let me finish that. I think I, think I got another verse. Uh, verse number 12. Well, let's, go, let's go read verse 10 again. We're going to go back up there. To, we're in the NLT now. 1 Corinthians 2.10. And we're going to go back to verse 10. But if it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit... For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has given us. When we tell you these things, Paul says, we do not use words that comes from human wisdom. So you can't use human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. See, do you understand how your pastor teaches you now? I don't just t talk to you. I teach you the word. I teach you the word. If I give you the subject, and the subject is the knowledge of sin, then I got to prove the knowledge of sin by the word. I just can't sit up here and talk about it all day without the word. I got to show you that's evidence that you're sitting under the law. If you sit under the law, you're going to have the knowledge of sin. Because that's what's going to be produced in your life. You can't not know sin except by the law. So when you hear people keep talking about sin, it's evidence that they are sitting under law teachers. How many hear what I said? All right, so you can't bring forth the fruit of the Spirit unless you are hearing the message of Christ. A man of God must be preaching to you the gospel of Christ before you can bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. All right, now, let me, let me, let me finish that last verse. That's verse number 13. When we tell you these things, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to the, us by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. But people who are not spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolishness to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritually, spiritually can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Who can know the mind of, uh, who can know the mind of the thoughts of the Lord? Who can, who knows enough to teach him? But it said, but we understand these things, Paul says, because we have the mind of Christ. All right. So that's why God has given your past his mind. So I can teach you his word. All right? Now, it doesn't give me a big pat on the back like I'm more than anybody else. I thank God, and I have to be faithful because I got to use this mind that he's given unto me so I can teach you the word. So this is why I know so much. This is how he showed me so much. But I have to spend hours and hours and hours in the word to make sure that I have the word to go with the, 
uh, with the spirit. I can't just, I got to have the knowledge to go with this. I can't just have the knowledge and not the spirit. I got to have the spirit and the knowledge together. All right, now let's go show you what Sister Crump said. Proverbs chapter 2. Now, when I get to Proverbs chapter 2, what I want to do is I'm going to read that start with verse 1, Sister Crump. Proverbs chapter 2, I want to start reading that with verse 1. Now, remember this was Solomon. Solomon, one day God's going to allow me to teach uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, which is the love chapter. If you notice when I taught the series I just finished, I stopped with four teaching remaining before I would have a complete series. I stopped on uh, number 22, uh, 21, something like that. But anyway, hopefully I'll be able to finish that with Solomon one day. But in, in the book of Solomon, I wanted to share that with you because in this, uh, when I, in Ecclesiastes chapter, they are, they are in the garden. Everything is happening in the garden. But the garden is enclosed. So you have to understand the church, the woman, and the conversations going on in the garden. So God has allowed us to hear what's talked about in the garden. Now, our hearts are the garden. And we have to understand that Christ and the church was talking about what's going on. The woman and the man, just like in Genesis, was talking about what's going on while they was in the garden. So that's why a lot of people can't understand the songs of Solomon. It's, it's, it's like a sexual relationship, but it's what the spirit is doing in the house. And Solomon was able to understand that. God changed Solomon uh, from just having a wisdom until being a preacher. He, he said teacher, but it's preacher. All right, Philipp, all right uh, Philippians, I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to come to this camera right here. Uh, start in verse 1. It said, my child... Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom. Now he's telling you, you, you just can't have your, your mind everywhere. Tune your ear to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search for things as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Now, but we know where they are now. They're in Christ, right? Everything I need is in Christ. Say it. Everything I need is in Christ. Now, I don't know, have you ever watched an uh, uh, eagle, for example? Have you ever watched an eagle? And uh, I'm talking about just having little chicks. Have you ever watched an eagle when he first had little chicks uh, and raising those chicks he has to feed those little chicks all the way until they're old enough to fly out on their own. If you ever get a chance to do that, if you haven't had a chance to do that, please get a chance to do that. Now, he doesn't give the chicks anything that's dead. He only feeds the chicks everything that's alive. So if he brings them a snake, the thing's still moving. He put his foot on the head in the nest and kill it, peel it, Tear it and feed it while the snake's still moving or while the fish still moving. As a matter of fact, they don't even hunt for dead things. I mean, you ever, they're so choicy. If you watch, if you watch, uh, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a watcher, observer of animals. And a lot of them, they do not, you can, the, you can have worm dead on the ground because of the rain. They don't want them. They'll be right there. They want the one that's moving. That's the kind of word you, that's the kind of word you get in this house. Thank you, Lord. All right, now watch that. We're in the book of Proverbs, chapter number two. It says, uh, verse number four says, uh, verse 3 said, crowd for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God. You will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. See, that's the pastor you have. You get it from my mouth. As I minister to God's word. 
I'm feeding you knowledge. You got to understand that. But your job is to believe it. And that's when your spirit must receive the word like a, 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 a eagle is taking the word and putting it into the eagle's mouth. That's what a teacher does. And you have to be, you're being fed the word. So you, you got to not fuss with the word, just receive it. Most people don't eat, eat the word because they, they got to like, look at it. Uh, it. By that time, something else been said, you missed that. If you watch, if you do yourself a favor and watch how eagle feeds its eagle at. They just sit there and just can't hold a head. And he get ready to feed her. But after a while, you'll see him. He's standing now. Just watch how they grow. Before long, he'll be old enough to feed himself. See, that's what growing in grace. You can't grow in grace unless you're growing the knowledge. See, most people just want to grow in the grace. Don't talk to us about knowledge. Talk to us about grace. Well, you can't grow in grace without the knowledge. In the same verse. Okay. It says, in verse number, we're in Proverbs chapter 2, and verse 6 says, The Lord grants wisdom. Now, we know we get all that in Christ now. His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is the shield of those who walk in it with integrity. So he's talking about your life now. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. He protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just and fair. And you will find what's right, just and fair. Verse 10 says, for wisdom will enter your heart. That's the verse I want. And on the screen, I want to make sure you see it. Wisdom will what? Wisdom will enter your heart. And what's the next verse says? That's, that's, this is an awesome thing. See, he's talking about when you come to a place when you're gonna, you decide, I'm going to live for Christ, then you understand what's right. Just and fair. Then verse 10 says, wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Somebody give the Lord a big hand. So he's telling, telling them, the, remember, God gave this man Solomon the wisdom. And his whole thing was why he wasn't getting it. He was still trying to explore. Got to be something else. See, God had given him the wisdom of God, but he kept thinking that got to be something else. Oh, I, maybe I'm missing out on something. Yeah, you are. You're missing out on eating what God's giving you. Because you have... You have, you think little of it because you're going by your knowledge. Got to understand, you can't go by your knowledge, you got to go by his knowledge. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, now, let's, let's kind of dive into the word. So let's go to the, the book of Genesis chapter four. Uh, I got so much I want to share with you. Go back to Genesis chapter four. And we're going to show you this same verse, first out of the King James. We're only going to look at one verse, Genesis 4 and verse 1, out of the King James. And then we're going to look at Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, out of the NLT. Same verse, only one verse. Genesis chapter number 4, verse 1. So if you're back in the back, you, you'll be able to do it on your, on your screen. If you want to, if you have those both Bibles on you, that's up to you. But I'm going to read out the King James. And then we're going to read it out of it. Because we are dealing with the, the word knowledge I'm dealing with today is the knowledge of the truth. Now, remember, my job is to feed you the truth. That's my responsibility. Now, when I preach Christ, I have no problem with that because I know what I'm giving you. I'm feeding you truth. But I just can't talk. I got to aptly give you the word. 
You see, that's how I feature with truth. All right. Now, in, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, out of the King James Version. Everybody there yet? All right. In, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. Let's say it again. All right. All right. Y'all have a blessed quietness this morning. All right. I'm just trying to teach you. All right. It's not hard. Adam knew Eve, his wife. Say it with me again. Adam knew Eve, his wife. All right. You want to underline that word, new, K-N-E-W, because most, most time we look at a word, we, we don't research it. But today I want to look at it in the N-E-N-T. Take that same word and read Genesis chapter 4. Uh, but let's read Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, King James, the whole verse. Are you all ready to read now? Amen. All right. I don't like to go to that camp all the time. I, I want to get something out of here. Genesis 4.1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. So you can see that when he said he knew Eve, it's got to be, if you end up with a child, that knew Eve had to be more than just, I knew a woman 15 years ago. In the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. See, it can't be that, right? So the Apostle Paul talked a lot about, I knew a man in Christ. But here you got to understand, he said, I knew this woman. Let's read it out of the NLT and watch how it sounds. Let's switch over the same verse out of the NLT, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1. See, that's why you need an NLT Bible in the storehouse, hopefully. And uh, we do have them in there. So you'll be able to understand the word. Now, let's read it together out of the NLT. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read it. Now, Adam has sexual relationship with his wife. Can you see how it's broken down? That's the word new. If you never had done this, you never knew what the word new means. So Adam has sexual relationship with his wife, Eve. She became pregnant. So you know what it means to know somebody? See, that's knowledge, isn't it? Right. So that's, that's why you've got to be very careful when you says, I know them. You have to be very careful when somebody walks and says, I know you. I wonder, are you saying you all have had. <laughs> Do you follow what I'm saying? It don't have to be physically. It can be spiritually, right? But those are the two ways. So don't look at everybody and says, I know them. Don't, don't. Keep your mouth shut. You got to stop knowing everybody. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? You got to stop knowing everybody. You, know, you, 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 got, you want to be a person that somebody looks at and says, man, they don't say much. Now, I always say that about Minister Wade. He may not know that, but I always tell my wife, I say, he may, he may say one word, he may say nothing to you all day. That's Minister Wade. I love him, but I had to get to know him. He'll text me on the phone and say, hey. Just H-A, hey. And I'm going like, okay, you're about to say something. You're not going to get nothing else today. Tomorrow I may get something. You all right? I may get five words for the whole week. But I have to go back to the front. Hey, you all right? But he's a wise man. Is that right? I had one brother say, I didn't even know he could talk. All right. But this is what it means by Adam knew Eve. Everybody understand that now? So you have to be very careful who you share your mind with. Right. Right. All right. Now, with, with all that in mind, let me go to my message because I really got a lot I got to do. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Now, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter number 2, my purpose of, of ministry on uh, this word, uh, we're going to start with verse 3 when we get there. We're going to be in the King James when we get there. Uh, uh, thank you. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. 
First Timothy chapter two. Now my whole purpose. First, that's First Timothy, chapter two. We're gonna look at verse three. Now, God wants all men to be saved, but how that's gonna happen? They're gonna have to come to the knowledge of the truth. I want you to hear me real good. How are people saved? They must come to the knowledge of the truth. Or God must impart into their knowledge truth. You can't be saved. So you got people, you got people who have lied to themselves. They think they saved. See, my heart goes out for them because many go to this church. They think they saved because they had an experience with God. Listen. Until God, ha, until God put his word in your heart, you're not saved. If you go back and look at Genesis, how did Eve lose her life? How did she lose her life? The enemy put his word in her heart and corrupted her life. And the only way God can save your soul, he got to put his word in your heart. Thy words, Psalm 119.11, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. It hurts me as a pastor because I know people, they just think they're there, they have arrived because they've been in church a long time. They go to church, but they have no desire for the word, no hunger for the words, no revelation of the word. But they think they're there. That's why those same people can sit down and agree with folks who've been baptized in water in Jesus' name and think they're okay. It ought, to, it ought to convict your heart so bad. When, a, when you meet a person that think they can be saved by water baptism, you ought to start crying. Because you cannot be pregnated. It's the soul that's saved. God saved the soul. It's the soul that was lost. How was it lost? The day you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Death came to the soul by eating off of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, how is the soul going to be saved? It must eat of the tree of life. And Christ is the tree of life. So that's our priest to you, Christ. And your soul will believe or receive into the womb of the heart faith. God will come into your heart and save your soul. See, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. That's why so many people don't think they need to come back to church. Oh, I'm okay. Y'all go ahead. Oh, I'm all right. But I just believe that day will come that you know you need to be here. 
more than you really think. Proverbs chapter, I'm sorry, First Timothy chapter 2. Uh, we are in verse number 3, is that right? For this good, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. I'm going to come to this camera. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God. Who would have all men. Somebody say all men. Amen. Now, all men is who you prayed for. That's, that's why verse 1 say prayer is to be made for all men. See, this morning, I'm going to say probably a little after four, I'm in my, my, my closet praying for you. You're in this ministry. I called your name out to the Lord. But in verse four, it said, who would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So you can't be saved until you come to the knowledge of the truth. That's just the problem with so many people. They have not been spurned into their heart by the Holy Spirit with the truth. God must put the truth, the spirit of truth must put the word of truth into your heart. Let me see it again. The spirit of truth must put the word of truth into your heart. And when that happened, it's the same thing happened when a woman gets pregnant. God has the husband to put the seed in the woman and she become pregnated and bring forth a son. That's what has to happen with you when you get born of the Spirit. God must put his word into your heart and cause you to bring forth Christ. It was the story of Mary. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the Spirit came upon her. How many hear what I'm saying? You can't get away from that. That's how you're born of the Spirit. God birthed Christ in you. Just like God birthed you in your mother. How many can see it? Isn't it simple? I said, isn't it simple? See, don't ever lose the simplicity of the word. It happened by everything God created. You watch the little birds, how they plan. They don't need but one minute, one second. You got to watch them. One second, they're on top of that little bird, and they, they, they made, they, gone, I'm gone. But he put, deposited it, and he's gone. the month of March and April. Just stand and look out your window and see how birds are giving birth right in your yard. And you'll have little egg nests all around your house. Mahapa. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. We take a lot for granted. Say that when we take a lot for granted. Yes, sure we do. We think we already have arrived. God wants all men to be saved. Well, how is it going to happen? I'm asking you a question. They got to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do you know how long it takes some people to come to the knowledge of the truth? You can tell them something, they'll take 15 minutes thinking about it. Say, say for example, you're a car salesman. And you're trying to sell somebody a car. They got to look through that car, don't they? That's what you do with the word. Usually when I minister on things, a lot of you, you didn't get that. 
because you owe something else. You, <coughs> excuse me. You studying something else. There are some things that I minister on you can't get away from. And I'm going on to something else. You still go. Away at now. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. That's why you have to make sure that you go over and over your mess when you get home. Next week, go over it again. There's so much you miss. Watch what it says. Who will have all men to be saved, 1 Timothy 2, 4, and come to the knowledge of the truth. You cannot be saved until you come to the knowledge of the truth. Say that with me. You cannot be saved unless you come to the knowledge of the truth. A lot of folk lost. They have not come to the knowledge of the truth. Now look at 2 Timothy. This is going to be the last one. We'll start here next time. Uh, 2 Timothy. Uh, let, let me do it another way. Yeah, let's do 2 Timothy 3, 3 through 7. We wait for Timothy. 2 Timothy 3, 3 through 7. Thank you, Lord. Second Timothy, chapter 3. All right. When you get this, say amen. Second Timothy, chapter 3. I'm going to start reading verse 1. Now watch how this, is, watch how this unfolds. I'm coming to this camp. This knoweth that in the last days, he says, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves. Now he's, he's telling you condition. He's giving you conditions of men. Now all this that men is going through is keeping them from the word. That's what you got to understand. Man cannot be saved until he acknowledged the truth. See, Christ already gave us the truth. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised Jesus from the dead. God won't man to come to the knowledge of that. That that's how I'm saved. But all of this stuff going in their lives, they don't get to it. Watch this. This know also that in the last days, that was 2,000 years ago, perilous times shall come Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience of parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. He's giving all, what, all the areas where people are. And then he's going to tell you what, 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 why they can't get saved. Having a form of godliness. Having a what? They got a form of godliness, but watch what's going on. They deny the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort, this kind of people are they which creep into houses. They lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. They can't have lusts except you're under the law. Ever learning. Here they are. They're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. See, they have so much stuff going on in their lives. This is why Jesus gave the parable of Matthew chapter uh, 13, Mark 4 and Luke 8. They got so much stuff going on in their lives, they don't, they don't even know the word. That's why you have to steal away sometime. There ought to be some quiet time, just you and the Lord. So he can put his word in you. So he can talk to you, communicate. You don't have to have, there ought to be some time you ought to be at home, just you and the Lord. You don't have to have a TV on all the time. 
The, the, the Bible says in verse 7, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. So you got to understand something that that's what happens. Your soul will put up a resistance to the word if you don't discipline it. See, you may look at my, my life and say, Pastor Crump, you don't have much going in your life, man. I, you wouldn't want to be my wife. It takes, it takes that woman to be my wife, to put up with me. Because she knows I come up here on a Saturday morning and I won't come home to die. And she know where I am. Or she'll know that I'm going to come up here Saturday, Sunday morning before day and I'll be up here all till we leave afternoon. She know that. She know daily what I'm going to do. She know my routine. I get up at 12 o'clock at night and I'll be in the bathroom. But I got the same kind of wife. We just alike. I reckon that's why we get along. Well, I'm not going to bore you anymore. My time is up. I thank you for yours. In this ministry, I want to let you know how to be saved. I'm going to get deeper into the Word of God the next service. I'm going to show you how God spiritually wants to put His Word into your heart. Until God put his word in your heart, your heart can't really function. The purpose and the function of your heart is to bring forth God's word. Is to take God's word and bring it into existence. The thing that God wants you to do in this earth is more precious than you think. If Mary didn't have the word, you wouldn't have salvation. It took her to birth Christ so you could have a Savior. How much stuff are God not getting done because we don't know his plan? Our job is to make sure God is putting his word into our hearts. And the enemy wants your heart too. He wants your mind too. So he can place his word, his thoughts into your mind. So you can bring forth his foolishness in the earth. I look at these young, young people in here. Man, a future is waiting on you like never before. I always tell this young man on the camera all the time. He has a future waiting for him like never before. The young man can speak languages, Japanese language. A student in school. So the enemy definitely wants his mind. But guess what would happen if God had it? my God. Let God use you to bring forth righteousness and peace and joy in the earth. And let God use you to teach young people how to live. And how God will use you to let young people know I had a chance to live that foolish life but I chose be wise like my God. See, that's how I chose. I have chosen my life to be a pastor. And I'll never compromise. I'll never go back. I love God's word. I, His word is what keeps me. His word is what protects me. Oh, there's nothing more ritual 
that God's word. When I sleep at night, his word comforts me. Speaks to my soul. Give the Lord a big hand. Come on, get up on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.